Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. And this is Amped. Hey, Dave, how are you today? I am fantastic, Peggy. And you? I am doing great. Today was the first day of school. (laughs) (laughs) Free at last. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah. Well... So my my oldest is cyber schooled, so he's he's still home, but at least he's occupied. And my husband went back to work, and I still have the little one home. So he starts preschool hopefully in a few weeks. That that would be great. Yeah, yeah. So I'm but, still weeks away from from ridding myself of children. You know, it's early this year for us. They we've never gone back this early, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of weird because now that. You know, we did all our back-to-school shopping, and we have all the fresh crayons and, that they never use, and markers that just dry out, and notebooks that never get filled. You know, but we dutifully buy them every year. I feel like it should be fall. I feel like it should not be like you know, hundred degrees, but it is. Oh, lovely. Yeah, you so. know how much I like the heat. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so our topic today. Um, I actually kind of brought to the table because it's something that I probably run into a little bit more than you do. Um, and it's the issue of going to places where you're supposed to take off your shoes. Now, for me, I run into it more at like the indoor playground, jumpnasiums, inflatable places. Um, but, you know, I know you run into it at the airports and you can also run into it at certain restaurants or in people's homes and things like that. So I thought it would be a good topic to kind of dive into a little bit. It sure is. I liked this one when you brought it up because I realized it's something that is kind of a, it's a very common experience. It may not be something that happens every day uh, to people who use prosthetic limbs, but it, when it comes up, it can be a really awkward or, or stress-inducing situation. So in today's podcast, we're going we're gonna to talk about um, when those situations arise, um, common how-can-you-please-remove-your-shoe responses, um, particularly how to do that in an appropriate way. All right. Should we dive in? Please, let's. So I'm going to let you take TSA since I probably have more to add to the indoor gymnasium. Part. You don't think I'm in indoor gymnasiums all the time? You could be. You could be. <laughs> well, no, I'm not. I'm never in indoor gymnasiums. So your assumptions were right. I was just... All right. So TSA. Um, I travel frequently. It is not uncommon for agents to ask me to remove my shoes or more frequently, is it possible? Can you remove your shoes? Um, and I think it's really important to remember that you are under no obligation to do so. You can be very cooperative with TSA without taking your shoes off. Um, And so my default answer to this whenever I'm asked is, uh, no, I really can't. I can't stand or walk safely if my shoes are off. Um, Now, 90% of the time, this ends the discussion. They're like, okay, thank you. They consult with their, their manager and they end up swabbing both shoes um, and then they send me on my merry way. Um, maybe 10% or less of the time, I might get someone who says, well, if you sit down, can you take off the shoe? And my general response to that is, uh, it's really hard for me to get the shoe back on if I do that. So it's kind of a problem. So I don't say no, 
but I've clearly signaled that it's going to be an issue. And 90% of the time that that happens, so that's of the 5 to 10% of the time that happens, 90% of the time, the response to that is, okay, fine. They swab both shoes and I go on my way. I think maybe once or twice in the last 13, 14 years have they actually insisted that I do it and I did it. Um, because if they're really that hung up about it, I'm probably not going to win that fight. Right. But the, the key here is be polite, be friendly, indicate that you're not trying to be difficult. This isn't about you exerting your authority. This is about you being concerned about your safety, about your stability. Um, and it's also about you being able to get the shoe back on again after it's off. Um, and most TSA agents, Peggy, they're, you know, to the extent they if they don't have a lot of experience in this area, they don't want to get the amputee angry. If they do have experience, generally, they're pretty flexible from from what I've dealt with. So um, it's it's a very it, it can be a common experience to have them ask about it. If you're polite, if you're smiling, but you're standing up for yourself in that I need to be safe standing and walking and I can't do that without the shoe. And by the way, this isn't, you know, BS. If you're you're walking across, you know, a linoleum floor, those, you know, really slippery floors that are in every airport, and you just have a sock on your prosthetic leg, you're going to go down. Exactly. So it's a legitimate issue. Yep. And just to recap, Dave, you, you are not obligated to take off your shoe, correct? No, you're not. I mean, look, again, if they, if they absolutely insist you have to do a, a calculation in your head. Do I want to sort of fall on the sword here and fight the fight that I know is right, but that will probably result in me getting detained here for a somewhat extended period of time, or am I ultimately going to take it off? But it should almost never happen if you follow the steps we've just outlined. Right. And if it were me, I would actually calculate that based on how early I was for my next flight. Yes. Because sometimes, sometimes those battles are worth it. Yeah. And, and you can always also escalate, you know, you can, if the person is really being assistant, you can say, I'm sorry, I'm not comfortable doing this. I'm not trying to be difficult. I won't be safe or I can't get my shoe back on and I can't get my shoe back on. Um, can you talk to a manager? I'm willing to, you know, you want to swab it. You want to analyze it. I, I, I'm willing to do those things, but I just can't take the shoe off. And, you know, not uh, again, the vast majority of the time, this will lead to a, a good resolution. And remain polite. I, I think that that's a really good takeaway anytime you deal with TSA or any kind of security like that. That you, you know, you still want to stand up for yourself. You still want to do what you know you need to do. But you know, as a general rule of thumb, this. The, the whole society seems to have lost basic civility. So if you can kind of rise above a little bit and remain polite, remain professional, you know, the smile goes a long way. Like we've talked about numerous times, just keep going that way. Yeah. And I'm in airports enough to see what happens when people behave rudely to TSA. Right. And you can see the, you can see these people just bristling and, you know, they will go out of their way to make people's lives difficult if if they're being difficult. I also see people who are really friendly and really nice. And more often than not, TSA agents respond in kind because they recognize that the person's going out of their way to be nice. Right. It's a pretty simple calculus. Absolutely. All right. So this is actually the next scenario is the one that, that I run into all the time. 
and that's indoor playgrounds, indoor play areas. Um, they're popping up. They're all over. They're all over this area um, where you can take your preschool or your toddler, your early elementary kid, and they have all of the, the toys that you don't want in your house. They have them all there. Most of these places are socks only. Um, mainly because it, it keeps things cleaner and it's easier for staff to clean up after the kids um, if they just have a no-shoe policy. I totally understand that, Dave. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's hard for me to run around after my kid, play with my kid, or even, you know, just supervise my child walking if I'm not wearing my shoe on my prosthesis. You know, I'm not safe because a lot of these, it's not carpeted. It's usually some sort of hard hard surface that can be easily sanitized, easily cleaned. Um, and that usually means that it's, it's not easy to walk on, especially without the traction of the shoe. Um, I've actually never been to an indoor playground where we didn't have the socks only policy. Um, so I've, I've developed like three or four options. The first one is if I'm wearing pants and it's a place where I have not been before or it's somebody at the desk that does not know us, um, I explain right up front. I'm happy to take his shoes off. I'm an amputee. I can't walk without my shoe. I'm happy to put a shoe cover on. Um, most of them have shoe covers because of people who come in with walking casts and that sort of thing. Um, I'll put that on. It's not my favorite because, again, you still have issues with traction. But if they really want it, I'll do it. Um, I can comply with the policy, which I don't do. I used to. When when I first started going to these places, I was like, oh, okay. And I was kind of taking one for the team, you know, and, and trying to be like everybody else. And I found myself, you know, holding on to the sides of things when I was walking around or not able to get up the slide because I just couldn't get the traction. And at that point, I realized that, that my safety trumped my pride. So I decided in that moment that I'm no longer going to do the, sh the socks only. Um, or if I'm at a place where I go frequently or if they're busy um, or sometimes, honestly, Dave, it depends on my mood. Um, I'll just ignore the policy and I'll just kind of walk in like a boss without my, you know, with my shoes on. And, you know, if they ask me, then I'll explain, but I don't draw attention to it. Um, so those are really the three ways that that I have dealt with it. Um, that usually, usually lately I've been leaning more towards the third, which is just ignoring it and, and doing what I need to do. Um, except on days when it's raining, when it is raining, I will actually ask for a shoe cover just for the prosthesis side, because I mean, I, I don't want to track mud and stuff into their establishment either. I'm not trying to be difficult. I'm trying to be safe. Right. Um, now there are instances where, you know, I know full well, if I'm going to participate, I need to take off my shoe and that would be the inflatable bounce houses. Um, and when I do that, I make sure that I bring, you know, my trampoline socks with me, the ones with the grippers on the bottom. Um, I keep them in the car and I'll just grab those. So I know that I'll at least have some traction when I'm walking around. That's a well thought. You are so deep into the indoor playground bouncy house world, Peggy. This is an impressive, 
impressive display. You're like I, a well, black belt at this. I, I go, I have, you should see my wallet. I have passes for all of these places. It's, it's quite impressive. I do have a story though. Can I share a shoe story with you real quick? Listen, if there is ever a time to share a shoe story, this podcast would be the one. Okay. So on Friday, I went to an indoor playground with my little guy, uh, mainly because it was so flipping hot and he was just driving me crazy at home. And I had to, that's usually why I end up at these places. Um, you know, he can run around, he can make buddies and I have free Wi-Fi, So it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Um, so I took him to one that we have, we don't go to often. Um, and it's at the mall. Now, when I walked in, um, the person asked, reminded me that it's a sock only. And I just said, I have a prosthesis. I can't do that. And I walked past him and I, I saw him kind of go, but, but by that point I was already, you know, already in the facility and he was going to have to track me down. Um, kids are playing. We were there for about three hours. Every It was packed. Everybody was having a great time. I was only seeing my kid, you know, when he wanted some some water or for me to buy French fries. And then he was gone again. Um, a great afternoon until all of a sudden, all of the lights went off immediately followed by strobe lights flashing all through, not only the playground, <laughs> but the entire mall. And I hear the alarm start going off saying shelter in place, lockdown, shelter in place, lockdown, just on this endless loop. Right. Totally. I mean, my heart was just beating out of my chest at that point. So there I am running around this huge, you know, these huge tube slides and trampolines and, and, you know, those horrible net bridges that, you know, my leg always gets caught in trying to find my kid. I finally find them and I look around and I see that they're not letting anybody go and that everybody else is already starting to hide. Well, you know, when you see somebody hide, that's what you do, right? So I grab my little guy and we go bolting up the red tube slide. And we stayed there for about 10 minutes until the police came and finally cleared it. Um, and it turns out that there was a, they, they dubbed it a domestic incident at the other end of the mall involving, you know, some guy with a knife and I'm assuming his significant other. Um, but it was really, really scary. But I bring that back to shoes because had I complied and taken my shoe off, I would not have been as quick to be able to retrieve my kid. And I don't think I would have been able to bolt up the red tube slide to hide with him. I would agree with that. So I mean, it, it's, it's difficult to get up the tube slides often in shoes. It is. So with, in socks, it's, you're, you're nowhere. So you would have been, without, without your pro shoe policy that you, you executed upon entry, you know, you would have been the proverbial sitting duck. Exactly. And worse than that, my kid would have been because he would have been with me. Um, you know, and it, it just did nothing but solidify for me that, you know, sometimes I need exceptions to rules. Sometimes we all do. Um, and that's okay because safety again, trumps pride. Had I been, you know, a few years earlier in my indoor playground career, I would have taken my shoe off and I would have been in an entirely different situation safety-wise. Yep. Well, I'm glad you're okay and and your son is okay. That's a little scary. 
it was, I was like, I, I'm not kidding. I was pretty traumatized all weekend from it. I was shaky and, and on edge and it didn't help that, that Timmy just kept like reenacting it, trying to process it. So, <laughs> Hey mom, want to see what PTSD is like? I can repeat it for you over and over. You know, he would just randomly start making the sound of the siren and go, hide, 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 seek, hide and seek, you know? It's like, <laughs> so every funny time afterwards. I, every time I felt like I was kind of processing it and getting over it, like he would start it up again. So, but the it was- human trauma factory. Exactly. It was really scary. It was really yeah. scary, but I was really glad that, that I had decided to, to keep my shoes on and kind of been like, nope, I'm not doing it. Don't even- don't even mess with me today. I'm wearing them. Yeah. Um, when the, when your adrenaline gets pumping to that level, it's kind of hard to – that's not stuff that you shake quickly. Yeah. I'll tell you what. You've never seen a fat one-legged woman bolt up a tube slide as fast as I did on Friday afternoon. You're right. I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> not seen that before. And then I didn't know where else to go. And and I didn't know. I didn't know it was, quote-unquote, just a knife. You know, you hear shelter right. in place. No. And with everything that's going on, my first thought was, you know, yeah, some sort of gun incident. So yeah, absolutely. That's that's the logical assumption at this point. Yeah, and in retrospect, probably hiding in the middle of a red tube slide was not our safest. But you know, it's better than being out in the in the public, I guess. You do the best you can. You you do. So all right. Do you want to take residences real quick? Yeah, we can probably tag team this one a little bit, but you know, there's um, the the last scenario we're going to discuss is sometimes people have no shoe policies at their house, um, and you mentioned restaurants awkward. earlier. It's yeah, it is awkward, awkward. And, and it can be particularly awkward if it's for religious reasons that the person uh, has a no shoe policy. Um, but even if it's just a personal preference, the person is a neat freak. Um, it can be awkward. Um, and so our advice is what we call concede and ask, concede and ask for permission. And what this means is signal that you're absolutely willing to be compliant, but at the same time, explain yourself and ask if it's okay to still keep your shoes on. So state up front that you're absolutely willing to do it. Um, and, and I've had this happen. I've been in homes where just gorgeous white carpets and I walk in and I'm, and I look around and I'm like, Oh God, you know, here we go. <laughs> And, and I'll just look at the people and I'll say, hey, I, I'm, you know, it's clear they're like everyone, you know, the person who's there, their shoes are off. You can see all the shoes lined up. Uh, if I'm coming in with somebody, I see that the person who lives in the house is taking their shoes off. And I'll just say, hey, um, it, you know, I, I totally understand if you want me to take my shoes off. But I'll say, I then say, I happen to be an amputee. It's difficult for me to walk and, and I get a little unstable if I'm not wearing shoes. Is it all right if I leave them on? Um, I don't want to offend anybody though. So it's totally fine. And, you know, again, almost always, once you tell people you're an amputee and you're showing respect for their home, they will say yes. Even if, even if it's causing them pain inside, they will say yes. Um, but you know, people generally appreciate honesty and, and, um, and a genuine approach to uh, respecting their home. Uh, so, you know, it, I have been in situations where I really knew that keeping the shoes on was a non-starter. Um, and in those instances, I have taken the shoes off. I've just told them this is going to look really awkward and and uh, I'm going to sort of make my way around slowly and my knee's not going to bend and just bear with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, even when you do that, sometimes people will say, you know what, leave the shoes on. It's not a big deal. 
Yeah, I, I always find it awkward. I mean, um, and I do the same thing that you do. The other suggestion that I have is to keep some shoe covers in your car. Um, so if you do encounter that situation, that's kind of a, a really nice middle ground to be like, you know, I totally, I understand that you want me to take my shoes off. I'm happy to do it. I also have shoe covers. Would that be okay? Hmm. I never thought of that one. That's a good one, Peggy. Yeah. Where do you get shoe covers? Well, I buy them on Amazon, but I discovered them because our plumber, um, every time they come to the house, they put on shoe covers. Right. And he gave me some, and I thought, you know what? That's that's a really, really good idea. And then, Yeah, these are like the ones that, that sometimes medical personnel use, too? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Do and they have just, grips on the bottom of them? The ones that I bought do. You You can get them slick, but you can get them with grips on the bottom. Because if you if you get them, so here's a little piece of advice for everybody who's listening. If you're going to now look up shoe covers, if you buy shoe covers that don't have the the gripping balls, um, they're really slick and it kind of you're almost better off walking on your foot shell. Right. And by the way, wh- one of the things we've been talking about here, we've sort of been assuming that the, that your foot without a shoe will slide, and that's true if you're wearing a sock. But if you have a rubberized foot shell over your prosthetic foot, you will get grip usually. Right. At least better grip than a sock. Right. Right. Good point. All right. All right. Would you like to summarize this? Um, Sure. I will summarize it. Uh, So there are a lot of situations where you kind of encounter the no shoe policy and there are some different ways that you can approach it with TSA. Just, Keep a smile on your face. Explain that that you really aren't safe taking off your shoe. Um, you know, you can escalate if you have the time and if you feel like it's necessary to take it to the manager level. You're under no obligation to remove your shoe for TSA screening. Um, indoor playgrounds, toddler utopias, as I call them, kind of have a few options. You can ask for permission to keep your shoes on. You can comply which I don't recommend because if you have to bolt up a red slide, you want to be able to do it. Um, or you can kind of just walk in and do your own thing. And if they come and ask you, you can explain on the back end. Or you can wear a shoe cover. Um, at somebody's home, you know, concede that you recognize it as the policy, show that you're respecting their wishes, but ask for permission to keep your shoe on and explain why. Beautiful summary, Peggy. All right. Well, I hope this helps people because it is one of those awkward social things that, you know, you don't always, the first few times it happened to me, it was like, ooh, how am I going to handle this? Um, So I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah. Great topic, Peggy. Thank you for flagging it. All right. Have a great week, Dave. You too. Good talking to you. Bye. Bye.